0: Our scripture for this morning comes from Genesis chapter 4, beginning with verse 2b and going to verse 10. Let us listen to God's word to us. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel, for his part, brought of the firstlings of his flock their fat portions, And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you. But you must master it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let us go to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. And the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks to God. Family drama week two. By the way, there's a reason we're calling this whole series family drama. Every story here is about God's family. Last week we talked about blame. how Adam and Eve hid in the bushes, Instead of answering God's question, they blamed. God's question to them is, where are you? Instead of honestly looking, honestly answering, we blame. This week, notice we made it all the way to Adam and Eve's children, very slowly trucking through the book of Genesis, and this week is about jealousy. I want her curly hair. I want my brother's grades. He's so smart. I want my parents to notice me like that. Why are my parents so sick and yours so not? I want that. That thing you've got. It looks so good, so much better than what I have. I want what you've got. Jealousy. Jealousy feels like a small sin. Blame, blame does too. They smell Feel small, not a big deal. So I do some blaming. So I'm a little jealous. The effects seem small, but jealousy and blame, they're sins that build. Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden by their little sin, because blame became a barrier between them and God and a barrier between each other. Jealousy? Well. Jealousy ends with Cain rising up against his brother to kill him. They feel small, but they're not one-time things. Jealousy and blame, they're not one-time things. Picture this. Someone, let's call him Cain, someone starts walking. He's headed that direction, and then something comes up. It gets in the way, so he turns very slightly to get around it. He turns just a little from his path, just a little bit of jealousy, and he keeps walking. With every day that he walks in that new direction, every day he walks with intentionally turning back, without intentionally turning back toward his original path, and he gets further and further away, just a little jealousy, just a tiny change of direction, but let that jealousy sit there for a few years, Where do you end up? For Cain, it all started because of his vegetables. He was a farmer, worked the fields under the hot sun, carefully tilling the ground, planting seeds, keeping the wild animals out, harvesting in season. When he gets his harvest, he carries an offering to God. He brings it to the Lord. Probably got to be pretty, feeling pretty good about himself. A nice pat on the back. Nice job, Cain, being all faithful and such. Meanwhile, his brother Abel is a keeper of animals. He shepherds them, protects them, shears them, slaughters them in time. And Abel brings an offering to God as well, the best of his flock and their fat portions. Cain's younger brother Abel brings his offering to God, and God looks at it. God has respect for it. Perhaps this could be that God likes meat over vegetables, we wouldn't take bacon over zucchini? <laughs> but here is the moment. Right here in the text, Cain sees that God looked at Abel's offering, that God had respect for it. God didn't look at my offering. I didn't get that respect. Jealousy. That boy you like, he just looked at her and smiled. That perfect family you wanted? They just walked in and sat in the pew right next to you. Until Cain saw it, I don't think he knew that he wanted it, but he saw it, the thing, and oh man, once he saw the thing, he wanted it, he saw it, and it created a hole in him that he needed to fill. When it starts, God has respect for Abel's offering, but not for Cain's. Even worse, attached to that, is that God has respect for Abel, but not for Cain. God doesn't respect Cain because of the offering he made. Abel has God's respect, and Cain wants that. Jealousy. Cain let the jealousy settle in, sitting there. God had respected his brother's offering. Whenever Cain saw Abel walking around, it grew. That smile on his brother's face, it it looked a little smug, didn't it? Yeah, must have been a smug smile. When his brother said, Cain, good to see ya. How are the crops today? Cain knew what that meant. He meant, don't you wish God cared about your silly little plants? Isn't that too bad? Sitting under the empty sky, I think Cain might have wondered, what makes Abel so special anyway? Doesn't God know how many times Abel disrespected our parents? All the time I had to save one of his sheep because he was sleeping? Hasn't God seen all the times I've taken care of my parents when they were sick? I deserve God's respect more. Why does he have it? Cain stares at Abel as the family eats, just stares, deadlocked stares. It was a small turn. Cain didn't like that God respected Abel because of his offering, but didn't respect Cain for his He wished God would respect him too. It was a small turn. Then the story continues. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. You see, it started as a small turn, just a touch of jealousy, but he ends up miles away. His jealousy turned into anger, rage that Abel has the thing he wants. Abel has it and he doesn't. Abel has it, but I don't. Have it, if I can't have it. So he calls out to Abel. Brother, come with me to the field. And they walk side by side, but jealousy has settled between them. They're miles apart. You can't see it, but Cain can. Abel is a daily reminder of what Cain doesn't have. In the field, Cain stood up against his brother. He rose up. He killed him. Just a little thing, a tiny little turn, but this little turn rips holes in friendships, in families, in churches. You can't always see it. Walking side by side, but miles apart. You see, jealousy isn't just wanting something. You're hungry and you want some food. That's not jealousy. You're hungry. You see somebody else eating. You think, man, I want some food. No jealousy. You see someone eating and think, man, I want their food. That's jealousy. Something you desire that they have. It's a really small turn from I want curly hair to I want her curly hair. The things she has that you want. Which feels so silly, right? I just want your hair harmless. Ah, I wish I was as fast as you, harmless. I wish our lawn looked like that, harmless. I wish I had his friends, I wish I had her confidence, so harmless. Except God doesn't think so. God thinks it's important enough that when he hands down the Ten Commandments, Ten Laws at the heart of being God's people, not desiring other people's stuff makes the list. Right after, right after not killing people and not stealing. That is the level God puts it at. Don't kill your neighbor, don't steal, don't buy, and don't desire other people's stuff. You start God's list and you think, well, He must just be talking about wanting serious things, right? God starts with, don't go around wanting your neighbor's house or their wife. Sure, makes good sense. Those are big deals. But God keeps going. Don't be wanting their cattle or anything that belongs to them. Anything. I am saying, do not want anything that belongs to them. Why? Because that's there now, in between you. Just a little turn, sitting there in between you. Ah, I wish I had her curly hair. Small turn, but it leaves you looking for everything wrong with your straight hair, and I would know. It doesn't lay right. The humidity makes curling pretty much pointless. I know how I would style my hair if it were just curly, but straight is so plain. It's so blah. I wish I had her curly hair. And do you notice how much better her hair is? So wonderful, wake up, and it's curled. So much volume, jealousy, harmless, right? God doesn't think so. For God, it makes the list. Don't punch your neighbor in the face. Didn't make the list of Ten Commandments at all. Do with that what you will, but don't want anything of theirs. That makes the list. I'm going to keep talking for a bit about hair, okay, because I think it's important. (laughs) We did a sleepover with some of our girls here at the church Across the board, if you had curly hair, you wanted straight. If you had straight hair, you wanted curly hair. Across the board. In the girl world, it's always been this way. Since forever been this way. The thing you don't have, it's the thing you want. Everyone wants someone else's hair. It's a funny thing. Ridiculously silly. Feels harmless. Hardly even jealous. I just want your hair. No big deal. But here's what jealousy does. Cain and Abel start as brothers. Cain starts happy, content with his life, his family, his career. He's content. Then he sees the thing he wants. Abel received God's favor. That's what I want, too. I want God's favor. And two things begin to change. First, Cain is no longer happy. The thing he wants, it creates this hole in him, a God's favor-sized hole. It's the thing he needs to be content again, so he ceases to be content. Mind you, Cain didn't lose anything he already had. He has all the same things he had before, but now he wants that too. That thing that Abel has. Which then leads to the second change. Abel becomes less and less Cain's brother. Their relationship is less and less defined by the memories they've shared, their friendship being family. Abel becomes less Cain's brother, and he becomes more and more the guy who has the thing I want. The daily reminder that I don't have what I want. I see, able, and I'm reminded of what I don't have. Listen, I don't know what you want. Maybe it's not curly hair. There's a decent chance you feel like you need something in your life. You feel like something's missing, something to make you happy, confident, content, something. And I bet there's something in particular you've got your eye on, something you think might fill the hole. What is it? Seriously, I'm going to pause for a second. What? What is it? What is it that you're convinced you need to be happy? Better kids? Better marriage? Bigger house? Different body? Better health? I raise my kids in the church. Why do your kids still go and not mine? If you're not careful, it will make you jealous. If only I didn't have this health thing. Why am I sick and you're not? If you're not careful, it'll make you jealous. How can you lose five pounds in one week and I can't? not careful it'll make you jealous there's a thing that you have your eye on whatever it is other people have that thing and they are already looking for something else they have it they have the thing that you want and they're still not happy if you have curly hair you want straight if you have straight hair you want curly I'll just tell you, I'm convinced you will keep looking until you die for something that can replace the thing you need, because that thing that you need is God. And that, to me, is what makes this story so crazy. Cain wants a good thing, right? Cain wants God to look on him with favor. All Cain wants is for God to like him. That seems justified, even good. Cain is after a good thing, God's favor. So look what God says when God calls him out. God goes to Cain and asks, Why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. God tells him, Cain, listen, the reason I didn't look on you with favor is your offering wasn't right. Abel gave me the first fruits of his flock. You gave me some plants. Yours fulfilled an obligation. His showed me love. His was a sacrifice. But if you do well like he did, you'll get favor just like he did. God gives him an opportunity. Bring the first, the best of your crops and you'll find favor. If not, be careful. Sin is lurking nearby. You have to fill in the gaps between God's warning and what happens next. God tells Cain that if he shapes up, God will approve of him too. And Cain responds by killing his brother. This is actually how dangerous jealousy is. It's why it's on God's top ten list. Because jealousy, jealousy, it'll make you kill people. Jealousy is frustrating. It's not fair. Cain wanting God's favor isn't wrong, but Cain hating his brother because he had what he wanted, that's where he got in trouble. Abel has the thing. He has the thing. She has the thing. He has the thing. You want the thing. According to God, as soon as you're wanting there, whatever it is, you've sinned. What's with that? You see, with murder, you've got to do the deed. The commandment is don't murder. It's don't not don't not want to murder. It's don't do the deed. With stealing, the command is don't steal. As far as I can tell, you can think about taking the thing, but you can't take it. The command is don't steal. The jealousy? You can look if you want. Exodus 20, verse 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's spouse or their slaves or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to them. And don't think you're off the hook just because you don't know what the word coveting means, because I'm going to tell you. The word in Hebrew simply means desire. You can't want other people's stuff. You can't even want it. How is that fair? Listen, it's not fair, and I don't think fair, frankly, is the point. There's nothing fair about how jealousy works. It's miserable. Did Cain choose to be jealous? I don't know. Maybe not, but it started as that tiny turn, that one little thought, I wish I had gotten God's favor. But wanting God's favor is one thing. Wanting the thing is one thing, but as soon as you attach it to a person, as soon as it becomes their thing that you want, it will ruin friendships and relationships. Look at this example, I wish I had her body. And frankly, I think this is one that works for both genders for all ages. I wish I had his body. Explain to me how you stay that person's friend. Every time you see them, their body is a reminder of what you don't like about yours. You see them, you remember your gut, your hair, your nose, your sickness, your joints, your whatever it is that you're convinced is wrong with you. That person is the reminder of what you don't have. You see them and remember I'm not that. Let's be honest, you can't stay that person's friend. Or well, you can, but whenever you see them, there will be this little surge. You'll tense up this, hmm, that's what I want. And they have it. You'll tense up. Your friend has that outfit, that toy, those grades. You'll tense up. And if you listen to that language, you'll tense up. What is it that Cain does? He rises up. Jealousy, you tense. And when you tense, it cracks the door to anger, to rage, to gossip. Jealousy opens the door to sin, serious sins. Jealousy, it's a tiny turn. Little thoughts here and there, but over time, it rips homes in half, leaves best friends waving at each other like strangers. It consumes marriages. Don't you get it? It's not that small. It is on God's top ten list. It's responsible for the first murder ever. Jealousy. Jealousy is scary. Jealousy scares me. It's so secretive. It's so silent, like poison. So What do we do? What does God say to Cain? He says, why are you mad? If you do well, won't you receive favor? Step one, when you've made that small turn, that one thought, that jealous thought, turn back. You've got to expose it. Don't let it be secret. You don't want their grades. You want your own. Tell them they did awesome and tell them they're great and congratulate them and try to mean it. Tell them you're wonderful, your kids are beautiful, and try to mean it. Then work your tail off to get your own. Use that person as inspiration, sure, but you can't want their Thing you can't. That's poison. It will kill something, usually a friendship or a relationship. Step two be ready. You've felt the jealousy. It's not fair, but it's true. It's there, which means sin is lurking at the door. If you hear someone break into your house, you don't go back to sleep. If you feel the jealousy, sin is lurking. Be ready. Start so small, a little turn, a thought, I wish, but it's poison. Expose it and be ready. Cain missed God's good news. When God said it, he completely missed it. God says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? You don't need their thing. If you do well, you will be accepted. Let us pray. Lord God, we recognize in ourselves the small wishes and hopes and thoughts we have of things that other people have that we don't. Lord, we recognize that it's so easy for us to fall into ruts of jealousy because it seems so small, so simple, so like nothing. But Lord, we see how it opens the doors to ruining relationships. Would you bind us together as a church and as a community that we might sit side by side and stand together as one united body in Christ without jealousy tearing us apart? Might we find our confidence, our identity, our security in who you are because of that, be able to stand with others who are different from us. Lord, we pray all of this in your holy name. Amen.